It's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. As a seasoned, licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and connect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile is passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time to get mental. And now here's your host, Cecile Ahrens. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Get Mental Radio. Thank you for being here this morning. This is Cecile Ahrens, your host owner of Transcend Therapy, which is a private practice here in San Diego, specializing in the treatment of depression, anxiety, relationship issues, and substance abuse, among others. And um, here today with us on the show is a very, very um, uh, amazing person who is doing some incredible work in um, Skid Row, LA, helping the homeless population over there. And I can't wait to have our conversation with her and continue our series on homelessness in America. Um, but first, um, I just want to remind everybody that uh, you can listen to all the Get Mental episodes on our podcast, anywhere you listen to your podcast. And the name of the podcast is also Get Mental. And Transcend Therapy, you can reach us at, uh, the easiest way is transcendtherapyca.com, transcendtherapyca.com. And uh, you will get all the information that you need over there as to who we are, what we do, um, and how to best get a hold of us. Okay, so thank you so much. So without further ado, our guest this morning is Miss Shirley Rains, founder of Beauty to the Streets. She's a mother, woman, advocate, giver with over 100,000 followers on Instagram, all because of her advocacy and volunteerism within the homeless people in Skid Row. A beauty came to the streets to help bring beauty to the streets. So welcome, Miss Shirley Rains. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me in the awesome introduction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are such an inspiration. Um, awesome. You know, so tell us about Beauty to the Streets and when did this movement begin and what inspired you to do it? Beauty to the Streets is a nonprofit organization. We go out and do exactly what it sounds like. We bring beauty to the streets, whatever that looks like. So we take care of men and women with grooming services. Uh, we also feed them, provide hygiene, clothing, anything that they need to make life a little more comfortable on the um, streets where they live right now. Mm-hmm. Beauty to the Streets has been in existence for about two years, but we're on our going on our first year of being a nonprofit. Okay. And I actually started giving back about three years ago. Um, what led to that was I suffered the loss of a child yes. back in the 90s and just, I mean, just mentally broke. Mentally, emotionally, just, just broke. And I came down with um, anxiety and panic disorder shortly thereafter, the death of my son. And I've been living with it for the rest of my you know, life. I've been going on like this and... Um, Every Saturday, he was born in, um, I'm sorry, every September. He was born in September, and he passed in September. So mm. September was just a month that I had emotionally and mentally set aside just to mourn and be broken. Mm. And um, my friends and family were like, you cannot keep living like this. This is not healthy. You need to do something and find a purpose for your pain. And so that's pretty much what I was out there doing. And a friend one day suggested I go feed the homeless with them. And um that's where it all clicked. That's where it began. And so it really started just from a broken place of, of loss and mourning and just uh, being emotionally uh, a mess. <laughs> you wow. Know? Wow. You know, that's incredible. I mean, we hear it all the time. They say service is one of the best ways to heal, service to others, you know. Um, so what is it that uh, you guys actually do other than, I mean, I know you give, you know, showers and and, you know, uh, grooming services. Do you also, like, talk to them and give them, you know, resources and referrals? Like, how does the whole thing work? Um, you know, uh, my journey, I always say my calling is not the resources uh, division. That's not, 
that's not my ministry. I don't know much about the resources. I can only give out there, go out there and give what I have. To yes, give. yes. And I feel like for myself, um, I'm just loving this topic that you have because I think mental health is, is so very important. And just having Thank someone you. to talk to and just having someone to talk to that's been through it. So when we go out there, I, you know, people pay attention. They look at the hair services and the food and the makeup and the clothing that we give. But they forget about the part that Monday through Friday, these people are people walk past and they don't exist. They have no one to talk to. <clears throat> On Saturday, we actually sit there and have full blown conversations. We don't ask questions. We allow them to talk about whatever they want to talk about, however they're feeling. We provide hope and encouragement. That's something that I can do. Right. Coming from a broken place and still living in a broken place, I can provide encouragement. So if nothing else, until the proper resources come along to help them get off the street, to help them get the therapy and the healing that they need. We're there to talk to them. We're there to advocate for them on Saturdays. I'm here to share the, the word, the message about them. Yeah. So I think we provide friendship out yes. of all the things that we do. I think the fact that we provide a sense of, um, of being human again, mm-hmm. and then the friendship aspect of it all. That's so priceless. I, I mean, that's really incredible because you're right. Every time you see a homeless person, you know, more than uh, more often than not, people will just walk away, not engage, not talk to them, forget that they're human beings. And what you're really doing is the exact opposite of that. You're humanizing them and you're using the platform that you have to remind us every day that these are human beings and we're all in it together, right? Like we're all socially responsible to help them. What trends are you seeing, um, Shirley, in, in your day-to-day work over there? What do you think is uh, creating the homelessness problem? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, my gosh. I think there's a multitude of things. I think that, you know, looking at my own journey, looking at my own life and the, the lack of therapy that I didn't get, like no one talked to me about getting therapy for, for the loss of my son. And I didn't mm-hmm. realize how much um, mental health meant and how important mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. and how we as a black community, we really neglect that part. Like yes. we've been taught and trained that you kind of <clears throat> suffer in silence. You don't tell people your business. Mm-hmm. It makes you look weak. Mm-hmm. And so when I go out there, I see a lot of trauma that could have honestly been fixed by just talking to someone. Yes. It, it, it got so big when it didn't need to. It was a little wound that turned gangrene because no one ever got it treated. Yes. So when I hear the stories, I know when I talk to people, they would love to hear these these really explosive big stories because it would make sense, right, as to why someone is now living their life on the streets. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing more than the loss of a job, not being able to cope and handle it, yep. the loss of a marriage, not being able to cope and handle it, the loss of a child, not being able to cope and handle it. And sometimes we just we just go numb and we black out right. and we make poor choices. So I don't have any really big, you know, story that can just say, wow, that makes sense. It's yeah. all simple things that you and I have survived on a daily basis, yes. but it broke the next man because they just didn't have maybe that friend to talk to, the support system to talk to, the strength to get through this one particular situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have single moms who are moms who have stayed home. They were at home mom, you know, relied on my husband to pay all the bills. They had no education for themselves. The husband decided to walk out on the marriage. She became homeless. She had every intention of sleeping in the car with the kids until the car was repossessed. And she thought she'd be on the streets for just about a couple of days because she was looking for housing. And those couple of days have turned into a couple of years. Exactly. Boy, I tell you, you are right on. I mean, I'm going to talk a little bit about some research and statistics on homelessness. um, And I'll I'll run it by you and see if it's also what you're seeing on the ground. But you're right Mm -hmm. on. This is a very complicated social problem. People don't understand homelessness is not, you know, really a choice. Um, I mean, maybe there's a few, right, a a small number of the population that, you know, don't want to go to a shelter for various reasons, but it's a lot more complicated than somebody just, you know, resisting treatment. So, uh, or resisting the help. Um, So, yes, thank you for sharing your insight on that. And I love that you focused on or you touched on trauma. Because we specialize in trauma transcend therapy. And as a trauma therapist, um, the reason I specialize in it is because I truly believe it is the single most important problem that we have in the world. There's so much trauma going on every day in someone's life. And trauma doesn't just have to be like a tragedy or sexual assault. It could be all the little traumas that accumulate into, you know, 
over time accumulate because it's untreated and then it ends up creating all these other problems, like you said. So trauma is at the center of it. And um, I'm glad that you recognize that. Thank you for your work. I'm glad that there's somebody out there, boots on the ground, who know what this is about and you're really, you know, educating the public. Um, I can't I can't thank you enough for your work. If you guys are just tuning in, you're listening to Transcend, uh, sorry, Get Mental, sponsored by Transcend Therapy, uh, private practice here in San Diego. And on the phone with me today is the um, wonderful and amazing Shirley Rains, the founder of Beauty to the Streets. So, Shirley, you said that you guys are a nonprofit. Um, and I, mean, I imagine that means you have other people on your team. Can you tell us a little yeah, bit about who's uh, who's part of your team? Yeah, we do have other people on our team. And like I said, I started when I started my journey, I just took the social media uh, because I myself was a little taken back and surprised to find uh, what homelessness really was. And yeah. I feel like homelessness has a stereotype attached to it. Yes. And nothing that I've been taught or told about homelessness was true. And I thought, let me take the social media and educate people because I know we're changing the face of homelessness yes. in terms of hair and makeup. But I also want to change the faith and narrative of what homelessness really is so people can understand how very close we all are to that situation, if not, if we don't get the help that we need. Yes. And so when I took the social media, I just had a, you know, a few people that saw what I was doing and had the same uh, vision in their life. And they came on board and helped out. We have Fighters for the World who's an MC club, a motorcycle club that comes out and they also participate with us and they help us. And um, Chosen Few, uh, Beach City Few uh, with Mech and Fontaine who come out and help us as well. So, you know, it's just really, um, I love this. It's a community partnership. The community partnership, and I think the stereotype of what people think motorcycle clubs are, the the stereotype of what people think homelessness is, and I I love that we're able to break these stereotypes. Break the stigma. And I, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, the stigma, and I have to say, too, that, you know, um, this really has turned into the purpose for my pain because I didn't, I don't have a degree, I don't, you know, I'm not a therapist, but I've lived this life. I've lived a broken life. I've lived the life of being not mentally healed, yes. not mentally helped. Yes. You know, um, and and like I think I shared with you when we talked about it earlier, you know, I, I take Prozac, 20 milligrams a day just mm-hmm. to get through mm-hmm. these panic and anxiety disorder that I have. And yes. when I go out there on the streets, I'm able to, to relate to the pain that they have. And I feel like these, this is where all the people like me are. Like, I couldn't find the means. They weren't in my workplace. They weren't my neighbors. They weren't my friends. And it made me feel really isolated and alone. Like, like I'm broken and there's no one like me in the world. Right. Until I went to the streets, I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're all right here. They need our help, you know? Yes. Thank you so much for sharing your story and for, you know, telling the world that, hey, look at me, I, I am getting help and I am, you know, taking medication. I'm going to continue this conversation with you, but we have to take a short break. But I just want to acknowledge that disclosure that you just made is huge. So thank you so much for sharing that with us because you are inspiring people just by saying that. So we're going to take a short break. And when we return, we will continue our conversation with Miss Shirley Rains, founder of Beauty to the Streets. Don't go anywhere. From a very young age, I knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to change things for the better and be part of the solution. Through a lot of hard work and determination, I achieved my dream of owning a private practice known as Transcend Therapy, where we provide counseling for individuals, couples, and families. I've always been passionate about helping people resolve the things in life that may be holding them back or creating pain. Launching Get Mental Radio was just the next step towards helping more people because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. Life is tough, and if you're struggling, you're not alone. We can help you weather the storm. Hi, I'm Cecile Ahrens, owner of Transcend Therapy. We truly care and are committed to giving you the best service. You're not going to feel like just another client, and you are definitely not going to feel judged. We offer quality, compassionate, results-driven therapy services. For more information, check us out at TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. 
Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Get Mental Radio with Cecile Ahrens. Get Mental is sponsored in part by Transcend Therapy, where we provide individual couples and family counseling. Transcend Therapy is highly trusted, and our wonderful clients frequently endorse us to their friends and family, which is the best compliment we could ever have. TranscendTherapyCA.com is our website, TranscendTherapyCA.com. Contact us, and we will get you on the way to feeling and doing better. Um, also, um, if you if you like our show, if you like our podcast, if you think we're giving you uh, high-quality programming and it's helping you, please write us a review. I can't tell you how much that will help us. Um, that helps us grow, and it helps others to know that our content is helpful and that we are making a difference. Our aim is to help um, and inspire as many people as we can. And your support truly means so much to us. So back to our show here, we have Miss Shirley Rains, founder of Beauty to the Streets on the phone with us. We are so honored to have her. Welcome back, Shirley. Thank you. Yes. So, you know, according to the National Alliance to End Homelessness, there's um, over 550,000 people experience homelessness on any given night. 550,000 people. This was in 2018. It's probably worse now. Mm. That's a Mm. lot. That's a lot of people um, on a given night. And most of them are single individuals. And a big bulk of them are people and families, including children. Is that what you're seeing on the ground? Yes, that is correct. It, it's 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 families. It's a lot of older people. I wouldn't say it's it's our millennial and our youth. I would say it's people. Unfortunately, we have vets who are out there. We have yes. people who've worked twenty, thirty years with a job, and then a health crisis came, and the retirement fund needed to be used to pay medical bills. Yes. And so it's a lot of our older community who should be retiring with some sense of dignity and peace. Right. Kind of lost this whole bulk of their life savings because of either putting a kid through college or a family emergency and retirement isn't enough to make it. So it's unfortunate that you work all your life and you think you're going to be at this place when you get of age and you end up homeless. Right. You just never know, you know, when um, uh, you're going to be struck with a chronic medical or mental illness. Right. And if you don't have enough, you know, kind of a safety net, you are vulnerable and you could quickly be at risk to be homeless yourself. I think that's what people don't understand. It can happen to you, you know? Yes, it can happen to anyone. And I, you know, one of the things I love you that you say, I was listening to your commercial break when you say you're not alone. I think that has to be probably one of the most powerful statements ever because when I buried my child, I Mm. felt alone. I felt like no one could ever understand this level of pain, this level of brokenness. Yes. And as I go out in the streets, I realize that so many of the homeless people, they feel alone. They'll tell me stories, they'll cry on our shoulders, and I'm like, oh, baby, you are not alone. Like, there are people that have a job, a house, and a car that feel exactly the same way you do. You know, that's such and an important... Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, and I feel like the mental aspect of it all is, I think <clears throat> that people don't understand that there's a lot of a therapy that needs to be had. There, I see a lot of normality on the streets. I've seen people when they first become homeless... There is normal, I hate the word normal, but for lack of a better term, they don't have any mental issues. And just living in that environment slowly breaks them down and deteriorates that strength that they have. And now they do need your help, our help to get this this healing. Right. Oh, you're hitting on so many um, topics here that I wish I could have lots of time to talk to you about because you're right. It's, is it the chicken or the egg kind of situation, right? So yes, sometimes it's chronic mental illness or medical problems that can lead to homelessness. And other times it's the other way around. It's because of, you know, their situation, the life stressors, the combination of things that have happened in their life, the lack of social support, right. That can lead them to have medical problems and mental health problems. So you know, th- that's why I keep saying this is a complicated problem, but it's not going to get solved if, you know, we're not talking about it and we just, you know, are not educating ourselves on what this problem is really about. And then secondly, you keep going back to therapy and trauma, which I love because we're, we're both on the same page on that. You know, my goal or my, my dream is to be able to provide trauma-informed care to every single person on the street. I mean, I know that's a pipe dream, but I really think that's, you know, w- one of the kind of missing uh, links to someone's success and healing, other than housing, of course. But giving them supportive services, helping them, treating, you know, the, some of the root cause of the problems, which for a lot of them is trauma. 
And homelessness is traumatic, even if you've never had prior trauma, you know? Absolutely. And, and you're correct. And, and you're correct the way you said it before you, you, threw, before you threw housing into it, because I'm going to tell you what I see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I see people who get housing and they're not mentally able to keep the housing because yes. they didn't get the therapy they needed and they're back on the They're street. not stable. So I'm going to, they're right. not stable. So counseling comes before housing. And that is something I have a hard time trying to get people to understand. They think putting them in this structured building is the most important thing. They won't stay. They don't know how. They're right. so broken. They're, they've adapted to this life on the street. Right. And that's one of the things that the city does. They provide housing. They said we have housing. We have resources. But you haven't given them the healing from the trauma to take advantage of the resources. Right. They, right. they know they need it, and we know they need it, but how are they going to get it? It's like putting a first grader in fifth grade. Without the education level of first, second, third, fourth grade, they won't be able to cope with the fifth grade. Yes. So you're right. You have to have a therapy first. Yes, and it's interesting. Um, I'm going to touch on that. Um, but if you guys are just tuning in, you're listening to Get Mental Radio with Cecile Ahrens, and here with us today is the amazing um Fearless, tireless advocate, Shirley Raines, founder of Beauty to the Streets, over 108,000 followers on Instagram, just because of all the advocacy that she's doing. Like she, she said, she's trying to change the face and narrative around homelessness, and she sure is doing a hell of a job. Um, so thank you. thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you go straight to heaven, Shirley. <laughs> uh, yeah, so back to what you were saying. So all the research... Um, that I did on homelessness. And again, this is a complicated social problem, guys. There's not like one fix to all of this. Um, And, you know, what really they're talking about, the recommendation, and it's not happening yet, um, is what's called permanent supportive housing. And tell me what you think about this, Shirley, because I think it's along the lines of what you're saying. So basically what they're saying is we should provide, right, different states should provide permanent supportive housing, so that these people have, A, you're, you're addressing the most basic need of any human, which is shelter, food, and clothing, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not making mm-hmm. it tentative. You're not saying this is transitional housing. You're not saying you're mm-hmm. only going to be here for 60 days, right? You're saying you can be here. This is your place for as long as you need to be here. So we're taking yeah. the deadline off the table. And then, in addition to that, they are recommending, once you get them in that permanent uh, supportive housing, then you plug in services to address either the mental health issues or the medical issues or both, so that you're really targeting the problem on all angles. And I'm like, oh my God, I think they're right on, and why are we not doing that? What do you think about that? I think that's a great idea. I think they should do that, and I think you have to plug that in as soon as they come through the door. Like not a week, because in a week they'll 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 bolt, they'll leave. And I think that is so important because this is the constant argument. Because people say, you know, you're not providing housing. You know, a lot of people think what we're doing is in vain. Like, what's the sense of taking care of them on the corner? Yeah, you're enabling them, right? I'm sure you get that criticism. You're enabling them. Why are you fixing their hair or their makeup? And, and you know, as a woman, and we can we can talk about the subject all day of how how you feel determines how you act. And 100%. I know I take my own personal trauma. I know I take my own personal pain and, and I apply it to, I know how they feel because I live that life. I live that life of waking up every day feeling like I was in a dream because my son wasn't with me because life was so hard. Right. And I know that simply putting on lipstick or makeup and looking in the mirror, I was not the woman that buried the child. I was the woman that had green hair or lipstick on. And I know it was a temporary fix. It was putting a Band-Aid over a gunshot wound, mm-hmm. but at least it was giving me a, a moment of off of that pain. You know, even with the, the most, I think the stressful, most stressful thing a woman can ever go through is childbirth. But even life <laughs> yes. has compassion to give you a break off of that contraction. Without a, without a break from a contraction, you will die. The body will not sustain itself. Right. So I feel like maybe we're not putting them in housing, but we're giving them a break off of the constant contraction they're on in life. So Saturdays they get to enjoy a good meal, they get to get their hair done in conversation, they yes. get to talk, they get to know that they are loved yes. and someone is there for them. And I'm very honest, I don't know how to help you, Queen, but whatever you need, whatever I can do, there's someone here that cares about you. You're not alone. You're and not I alone. alone. And you're giving them yeah. hope. 
right? You're giving them hope every day. I'm sure when they see you, they probably all just light up because they know what you stand for. They know that you sincerely, genuinely care about them. And that is one of the big things when you're trying to work with people and help people. They want to feel like you really care about them. Otherwise, the rest of the strategies or interventions will not work. They're not going to buy into it, you know? Yeah, and I'm giving them realistic hope. I'm not saying the sun is going to come out tomorrow because that's what people told me when I buried my child. It took almost 30 years for my son to come out again, but the sun does come out again. I'm giving them realistic hope. It's okay to be broken. I'm a broken individual going out there helping other broken individuals. And it's okay to be broken. It's okay. It's not a a sin. The stigma of being broken has got to be broken itself. It's okay to be on medicine. It's okay to not be okay. There's nothing wrong with you because you can't handle life. Life is challenging. It sucks sometimes. I love everything you're saying. Life is messy. Life is messy. You know, and I always say break the stigma, break the cycle. Oh, my God. I wish you were in front of me. I could just hug you right now. (laughs) Yeah. I I live a broken life. And they're like, how are you doing today, Shirley? I'm like, it's a crappy day. I'm broken. My Prozac isn't working. How are you doing? They're like, it's a crappy day for me, too. Great. You want something to eat? Let's do your hair. Let's talk about this. It's okay. Nothing wrong with it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. You... Okay, so I'm going to have to take a break again, but we're going to continue this conversation, guys. So stay tuned. So much, so, so much great conversation still yet to come. Um, we'll be right back, okay? Supporting local business isn't always convenient, but at Ortiz Market, it is. Ortiz Market has all your shopping needs right at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. They're family-owned and operated and feature a huge selection of local beverages. And if they don't have what you're looking for, they'll order it for you. That means you can get what you want without the long lines you find at big-name supermarkets. The best part is they care about serving our community and are here to join the fight to destigmatize mental health and let people know you are not alone. Visit Ortiz Market today at the corner of Escondido Boulevard and 13th Avenue in Escondido. Got pain, inflammation, redness, stiff muscles? San Diego Cryotherapy can help. You'll feel the results immediately and with consistent use, you are sure to feel better. Using the benefits of cold therapy, San Diego Cryotherapy can help you heal naturally from injuries, speed up recovery from exercise, and support your overall wellness. Check out their infrared sauna and cryo tea shock. After a stressful day, the amazing infrared sauna will help you unplug, detox, and rejuvenate. Cryotherapy tea shock is the new craze in weight loss and body contouring. It can target stubborn areas and support your weight loss goals. People report amazing results in just a few sessions. Cryotherapy offers fitness, wellness, and beauty benefits to individuals striving to improve their overall well-being. Wouldn't you like to look and feel better? Explore the science and process behind cryotherapy at sandiegocryotherapy.com. Don't let the pain and inflammation hold you back. Start feeling and looking better today. Visit sandiegocryotherapy.com. That's sandiegocryotherapy.com. Welcome back, you guys. You are listening to Get Mental Radio here on The Answer San Diego. Thank you for being with us today. This is Cecile Aarons, your host, owner of Transcend Therapy, which um, sponsors the show in part. And if you want to get a hold of us, just go to our website, TranscendTherapyCA.com, TranscendTherapyCA.com. And if you guys mention Get Mental at San Diego Cryotherapy, who's one of our amazing sponsors, you will get up to 50% off any of your first-time service. San Diego Cryotherapy.com. And also, if you mention Get Mental at Greystone Prime Steakhouse uh, and Seafood in downtown San Diego, one of our top uh, fine dining restaurants here in San Diego, you will get a free appetizer or dessert. So I highly recommend them. I've been going to Greystone for many years. Um, I'm lucky enough to be able to do that from time to time. And yeah, they will they will take care of you. So um, back to our show. Our our guest today is Miss Shirley Rains, founder of Beauty to the Streets, and she it's a nonprofit which is basically helping thousands of homeless people in Skid Row, LA. Uh, they give them uh, haircuts, uh, makeup, grooming, company, friendship, hope, and all sorts of other uh, intangibles. Really. So welcome back, Shirley. Um, Thank you. I want to touch on two things. Uh, first, the medication, Prozac, you said, and second, race. Yes. Let's start with the medication. 
thank you so much for sharing that because that Medicaid taking meds is still very, very stigmatized in in the country. It's it's amazing how people are still really mixed up about taking medications. Can you share your journey as to what led you to that and what made you, you know, did you have some mixed feelings about it and what made you finally decide to take medication? Yeah, well, um, definitely had mixed feelings about medication. Medication was the hardest thing for me to do because unfortunately, my son was five days to his third birthday. He was with his great-grandmother, and she got careless with some medication that my uncle was on, and that's how my son passed. He got into oh, medication. I'm so, so one sorry of the things that. that was hardest for me, the one thing that would help me is the thing that killed my child. So yes. I was very torn about medication, wow. and I lived a life of massive panic attacks, calling 911, the racing heart, sleepless wow. nights, and the one thing that could save me was my fear factor because it killed my child. And it was 30 years of that that I went through. Wow. Um, and I just had a major breakdown at work. And it was to the point where my body was like, you need some kind of help. We can't do yes. this alone. Yes. My hormone level was all over the place. I tried to eat right. I tried to do vitamins. Long story short, yes. I just went to the doctor crying. They're like, let us start you. It's going to be okay. I understand your fear factor. I understand this is what killed your child, but this can help you. And um, my twin sister, she encouraged me to take it. And I took the pill and I called her and I said, if I don't wake up in the morning, um, just not let my kids know I love them. And I woke up the next morning and I realized that part of my mental uh, inability to handle what was going on was also the, the part that led me to not get the help that I needed. Wow. And I woke up and pulled back and I didn't just wake up. I woke up a little better. Nothing is 100%. Yes, there's no magic doubt. pill. There's no magic pill. I still have my bouts this weekend. Mm -hmm. I've been under the covers because it's been going through it, but Aww. I've learned to just let my body do its thing. But I have to say I am an advocate for taking help if you need it. I was fearful, fearful yes. for many reasons, yes. but it has really helped me so very much just to be able to go out and do the work I do in Skid Row. I couldn't do it if I'm not, if I didn't put the oxygen mask on myself, I can yes. help anyone else. Thank you so much for, you know, normalizing this, right? Because it's not your fault, first of all. Secondly, no. No. <clears throat> these are, you know, some of these things are true biological issues. That's what I always try to tell people. Like, it's how oh, your yeah. brain is wired. Like, it's not, you know, if you had diabetes, would you not want to take care of that? Would you not want to take insulin if that's what the doctor recommended, right? Yeah. But because yeah. there's still this stigma around medications and a lot of miseducation, actually, which is why, by the way, guys, I'm bringing in... Um, a nurse practitioner who uh, specializes in prescribing psychotropic medications. We're going to talk about that next week because this is one of my big things to educate people on is that medications for the right person is literally life-changing. Yes, absolutely. And I always tell absolutely. people, yeah, it's not going to solve everything, but it can improve your baseline functioning, right? You know what I mean by that? Like, like you said, yeah. now you can go out, even though you still might have bad days, you can, you can uh, recover from that a lot quicker than if you weren't on medications. Absolutely. It was getting to a point where I, I was pulling over to the side of the road every two seconds and I wasn't able to be productive in life anymore. And I had to take the, the medication and my doctor, I have a very good doctor who talked to me and let me know that, you know, I love that you say get mental because you have yes. to not just get medicine. You have to get mental as well. <laughs> yes. You have to get mental healing. You have to get mental therapy. It all works hand in hand. It goes yes. hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but I had suppressed and stuffed so much. My pot was boiling over and the yes. lid was coming off yes. and there was no way to control that lid from boiling over. So I had to get help. And um, I know you touched the topic of um, race. Yes. Race is a huge factor. Yes. So let's talk about that. Why? Especially in the African community, African-American community. Uh, I think because we've had endured so much in life. And I think it, it's, it's, a, it's a stigma. It's a sign of weakness. I think in the African-American community, um, the black community, all we've had is, is God. So mm -hmm. it was pray. When my son died, no one said, you're a 21-year-old who's six months pregnant with her second child. Mm. Um, so no one said, go get therapy. They said, pray, trust in God. They said, we don't talk about this. We don't talk about things that have happened in our family. So in my black family, I wasn't allowed to talk about the fact that this accident happened at the hands of the woman who raised me and loved me. And it was simply an accident, but I right. had to suppress that. 
So I'm protecting my family culturally. I'm going to God in prayer. God is not answering me. So I think God hates me. I think God is punishing yes, me. It's so I, confusing, I right? About it with confusing. And I can't go sit on a therapist's couch because we don't tell our business. We don't talk about it. Right. And no one ever told me to get help. And that's the one thing I advocate for in the streets. When I find that the 18-year-olds or the 15-year-olds who have run away, I go, do not be a Shirley. Get on someone's couch. I tell my children all the time, if I've ever done anything to damage you, you need to sit on someone's couch and you need to talk about me until it gets out of your body. Oh, don't ever oh, live a life that I've lived. Keep sending that message because you are right on. That's one of the most proactive ways to break the cycle of mental mental illness and substance yeah. abuse and homelessness. So, yeah. um, you know, going back to race, it's very as you're talking, it reminded me of my race. I don't know if you know that I'm Filipino, um, Asian American. So in our mm-hmm. culture, we also go to God or we eat. That's what we do. We pray or we eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you're upset, your parents are going to be like, what do you want to eat today? What can I what I yeah. what can I cook for you? You know? Yeah. And being a therapist, yeah. when I told my my parents that I wanted to be a therapist, they're like, "What? Why?" So, there's just a whole lack of um uh, normalization in both of our cultures about it. And a lot of times, yeah, a lot of Asian uh folks too don't seek help. That's kind of the last resort. So, but back to African Americans um or the black community. Did you know that uh uh, the African Americans, according to this uh, statistic that I'm reading off a of National Alliance to End Homelessness, make up about 40% of the homelessness population. This is what makes me really angry, by the way. 40% of the ho- homeless population is um, reportedly African American, despite only representing 13% of the general population. That is yeah. wrong. That is not okay. <laughs> It is not okay. And it goes back to so many things that are, that are, that are culturally wrong. It yes. goes back to so many things. I, can, I mean, I can talk forever, forever on that topic, and I, I'm out there in the streets, and I see it. Yeah. You know, um, and, and it's really hard. I mean, there's, a, there's still a lot of things in this society that we need to change. Yes. But the only person you can change is yourself, and that's what I tell my community. The only people we can help are ourselves. So get on a therapist's couch talk about this i think it goes back focusing to on what you can goes, control yeah the only thing you can control but if you look at why we don't go and sit on a therapist's couch i think when it goes everything goes back to slavery with african americans everything yes. goes back to the way and trust and, and trust there was no one to trust you live within your circle you sang hymns you prayed to god there was no man to talk to because man was the downfall of our community yes. culturally it was a downfall so as we've evolved, we still feel like that. There's no one we can talk to outside of our culture. They're not going to understand. They don't really care. Yep. We sing hymns and we keep it amongst ourselves. We have to learn to open up and to trust. And I know that's a huge, huge, huge um, factor. And that's something that's bigger than me because this is probably your specialty, your expertise. Right. All I can do is share my story and go out there and, and let them know, look, this is what happened to me. This is what I'm doing. I'm out there. I'm like, oh, time to take my Prozac, guys. I forgot. Hold on, because if I don't take my Prozac, nobody's okay. You know, I take my pill on camera. I'm not ashamed of anything that's happened in my life because I realize this is the purpose behind my pain, to share all of this so someone else doesn't have to go down this same stinking, thinking hole that we've all been forced to go down. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, what you're doing, even though you keep saying you're not an expert, you know, you have firsthand lived experience of this, which makes you an expert, in my opinion. Um, But you normalizing this to your community is is huge. That's more than what a therapist could ever do, you know. And, you know, just to share to the audience, too, like, because your vulnerability is creating vulnerability in me. That's how this works. I come from a lot of pain, too. Why do you think I specialize in trauma? Because I know what trauma is firsthand. I've mm-hmm. had, you know, lots of um, unpleasant things happen in my life as well. And so my yeah. lived experience of it is what I actually think makes me a good, a great therapist. Um, and that's not me bragging, but it's because I know ha- what it's like to sit on that chair. I know what it's like to be a client and and be in a dark place and, you know, come out on the other side of it. So that's why. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, and that's what makes me good in the hood, in the streets. I know what it's like to feel broken. I know what it's like to feel alone. I know what it's like to feel like your life has no value. You know, I know what they're feeling. Even though I have a house, I have four walls and a door, it's just by the grace of God that I have those things. I know exactly what they're feeling, and I can go out there and I can provide exactly what they need. I don't, I'm not, the sun will come out tomorrow. There's a, there's a cloud with a silver lining. Nope. You know, one of the most famous things that our grandmothers used to say in the black community was joy comes in the morning. Nope. Joy may forget (laughs) you for many, many, many mornings, but I promise you one morning joy will find you, but it may not be for a whole year and you have to be okay with that. And And sometimes joy, sometimes joy must be thought. Do you know what I mean by that? Sometimes you have to seek yes. it out because the yes. things that you focus on is what gets bigger. So if you're constantly Absolutely. focusing on what's wrong, what you don't have, well, guess what? You, 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 that's going to be your reality, right? But it, Absolutely. it takes, you know, one bite of the elephant. I always tell people, how do you bite an elephant? Uh, how do you eat an elephant if you had to eat it? Mm-hmm. One bite at a time. And for you, that's what you did. Slowly but surely, you... You saw the light, and now look at what you're doing with your life. Simply amazing. So, Shirley, we are almost out of time. Thank you so much. Um, I definitely uh, appreciate you being here and giving us your insight and your, your you know, just generosity of time and spirit. Um, what, what can people do to help Beauty to the Streets? What do you need? Can they make a donation? You know, tell us. Okay, gosh. Well, thank you for having me. Gosh, this went way too fast. I know. I I could talk about for hours. This went way too fast. Me too. Um, I get it. But um, they can find us on our website, beautytothestreet.org. Beauty, the number two, streets is spelled with a Z at the end, dot org. Or you can go to our Instagram page, follow us at Beauty to the Streets, see exactly what we're doing. They can click on the link for Super Social Shirley. They can be a Patreon um, supporter that they can support us on a monthly basis. We have an Amazon wish list. Whatever they feel like they want to do, there's many avenues and ways to help the homeless. We want to create a way that's that's comfortable for everyone. So just follow us. I encourage you to follow us. And if they don't have anything to give, just share. Share it, like it, share it, like it. So yes. to the ears and the eyes of people that can Spread help the, the word. community. Spread the word, yeah. But I just want people to go on there and look and see. And if nothing else, change their perception of what they think homelessness really is. Yes, yes. And do you have a uh, website that people can go to and donate? Yes, beautytothestreet.org. Beautytothestreets.org. So there you have it, guys. Miss Shirley Rains, um, amazing, amazing, amazing story, doing amazing work um, in Skid Row, L.A., Beauty to the Streets is the name of her organization, and she is bringing beauty to people one person at a time, one day at a time in Skid Row, L.A., and to the rest of the world, really. So thank you again for being here, and um, I'm sh- I will sure to, um, I'm going to make sure that we have all your information on all our social media platforms as well in case people missed it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This was an enjoyable topic. Oh, thank you so much, and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Shirley. Okay, thank you. Bye. And so now we're going to go on a short break again, one more time. And when we return, I am going to talk about um, an inspirational story that I want to share with you all on this very topic. So stay tuned. Got pain, inflammation, redness, stiff muscles? San Diego Cryotherapy can help. You'll feel the results immediately and with consistent use, you are sure to feel better. Using the benefits of cold therapy, San Diego Cryotherapy can help you heal naturally from injuries, speed up recovery from exercise, and support your overall wellness. Check out their infrared sauna and cryo tea shock. After a stressful day, the amazing infrared sauna will help you unplug, detox, and rejuvenate. Cryotherapy tea shock is the new craze in weight loss and body contour. It can target stubborn areas and support your weight loss goals. People report amazing results in just a few sessions. Cryotherapy offers fitness, wellness, and beauty benefits to individuals striving to improve their overall well-being. Wouldn't you like to look and feel better? Explore the science and process behind cryotherapy at SanDiegoCryotherapy.com. Don't let the pain and inflammation hold you back. Start feeling and looking better today. Visit SanDiegoCryotherapy.com. That's SanDiegoCryotherapy.com. 
Welcome back, you guys. You are listening to Get Mental Radio with Cecile Ahrens. We just got done talking to an amazing guest, uh, Shirley Rains, doing amazing work. Um, I know I keep saying the word amazing, but I, I really am running out of adjectives to um, describe her because you should ch- check out what she does. Um, like I said, over 108,000 followers on uh, Instagram just for, you know, advocating and uh, from the doing it from the bottom of her heart. I mean, kind of, I can relate because that's why we're doing this is, you know, because we care about the issue so much. So, um, again, Get Mental is sponsored in part by Transcend Therapy and check out our website, transcendtherapyca.com, transcendtherapyca.com to get more information about who we are, what we do, how we approach, uh, the practice of therapy and uh, there's also some amazing um, client testimonials there and information on Get Mental. So that's the one-stop shop if you want to know more about us and if you need help in any other, in any area of your life um, and you don't know where to start, start with us um, and I'm sure we can, we can assist you. And if we can't, we will know where to refer you. Okay. And then also just want to remind you guys that if you like our show, if you think it's helping, please write a review um, of our podcast because it helps us, not only us, but it also helps people to know that our content is helping you. And um, our aim, as you know, is to help and inspire as many people as we can. And your support truly means so much to us. So back to our subject here on homelessness. This is uh, part two of a series. Um, I interviewed a couple of people randomly, just wanted to see what their thoughts are on homelessness. And this is what they said. Can you play Hi it, there, sir. Thank you for your time. Why do you think we have a homelessness problem in America? Uh, number one, I believe it's uh, substance abuse. Uh, unfortunately, people sometimes get to a point in their life where they don't know how to deal with certain adversities. Mm-hmm. And we revert to other outlets such as alcohol, drugs. And unfortunately for some people, it leads them down a dark road. And they're never able to recover. Uh, number two is I believe there aren't enough resources uh, for people to to get help to get help yep. from. Uh, so those people feel neglected, uh, shunned. So again, as uh, if you go back to how we have grown as people, we go back to just surviving. Right. Uh, and these people all the support. Trying to do, we all without, need support. Exactly. Yeah. They're doing it without the support. Yeah. Uh, what about choice? Is choices. choice a part of it? Yes, and that, that's going to lead to my third thing is as as people, as individuals, we sometimes make choices yeah. that put us in those situations. But at the same time, um, again, what help are we giving them? Right. You know, you, you can you can go back to family, friends. Yep. You know. A social support. A social support. System, uh, yeah. where, where is that? If it's non-existent, then those people are going to continue to be unravel, risk. be at risk, yeah. and they're never able to, they're never going to recover. Um, you know, me personally, if I, you know, I've assisted people, giving them stuff, you know, if they're homeless, but I think those are the three things. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And yeah, so we have another clip from another gentleman. Here's what he had to Hi say. Hi there, sir. Why do you think we have a homelessness problem? Well, in California, I think it's a combination of things. Cost of living. Uh, cost of living puts people out on the street a lot of times, but it's tied, no doubt, to mental health issues, probably mostly brought on by addictions of various kinds that cause people to make bad choices, and then they end up in bad situations. So that would be my, my best guess. Okay, uh, very, very insightful. What, what do you think we can do to, to help these people in well, a few they, words? they obviously have to want to help themselves, but the system can only provide means by which they can get the help and make it available under terms that they're willing to accept. You can't make the health available but have so many strings attached that people are either afraid or unwilling to accept the help. Okay. Um, All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Wow. So between these two gentlemen, they hit so many of like the reasons why homelessness exists. So, you know, I know that's only two people. Um, and, um, it's not really representative of everybody, but I just thought that was interesting that the two random people I decided to interview 
had thought about homelessness and had a lot of insightful things to say about it. You know, I think people are affected by this, whether we acknowledge it or not, because how can you not be? It's it's everywhere. You see it all around you. So um, I just wanted to share that with you guys that, you know, people are thinking about this in a deep and thoughtful way. Um, so they hit on substance abuse, service, lack of access to services or lack of services, not having enough support, cost of living, mental health issues. And if you know anything about homelessness, all of those things are risk factors. So I am so excited to talk about um, an inspiring story because this is something I haven't been able to do in a while um, just because of, you know, topics I've uh, talked about. So today I'm going to be able to do um, an oldie but goodie inspiration corner. There it is. There's the music. Oh yeah. Credit to Tech Music Productions for that music, by the way. So um, the person I want to uh, highlight today is uh, one of my current um, clients, a Marine veteran. He will remain anonymous, obviously. We've been working for a few years. He's uh, suffered from PTSD, both from um, you know family or child-related uh, issues and combat-related PTSD, major depression, and chronic medical conditions because of his experience um, in uh, a prior deployment. So thank you for your service. Um, and as a result, he was incarcerated um, due to untreated and undiagnosed PTSD. He got into a physical altercation. And then, he, you know, the cycle just continued on for him. He became chronically homeless and at times needed more support than what we could provide. Um, you know, we, I've had to support him through some dark, dark suicidal, you know, places. Uh, helped him get to a residential treatment program. Anyway, you know, fast forward the reason why he's, in, he's an inspiration is because this man never gave up, even when he didn't think he was going to get any better. He just kept coming, you know, he kept coming, even though he didn't have a whole lot of hope. He kept showing up. He kept making an appointment. He trusted us. You know, he knew that we were not judging him or giving him his care a certain timeline, right? We were just holding the space for him as long as you need. Take the time, you know? And at times I had to fight with TriWest, frankly, to get him adequate coverage. Um, and that's another topic. But change in healing is not a linear process, especially when you have complex trauma like he does. So like I said, fast forward to today, he has a stable home and this was the single most life-changing factor for him and for our work because he was no longer in crisis and in survival mode. we we could get to the other stuff. So he got there one bite at a time. And, and although money is still a tight for him, he now at least has a place he can call home and stability for himself and his son. So there you have it, guys. Uh, we didn't solve the problem of homelessness, but we sure hope you learned a few things and hope that we added to the conversation in a meaningful way. Um, if you've missed any of this, please check out our podcast, Get Mental. And like I always say, be well, be gentle, get mental, because we all have issues. Thank you for being here. Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. To learn more about Cecile, become a sponsor or guest on Get Mental, or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. Don't